Hi friends, Amanda here. Well, it's been a while since we've been together on the podcast, but we are so glad to be back with you today. On this episode, we're talking about how the seemingly mundane moments in our lives often lead to some of the biggest impacts. We'll share some stories, some laughs, and yes, you even get a baby update as we share some of the things that God is using to teach us about his presence in the small moments of our lives. We're so glad you're here with us, friends. This is Beyond the Moment. Hi, friends. I'm Rebecca Lindhout. And I'm Amanda Martinson, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Moment. And it's been some time. <laughs> we so, always say it's been a minute, but it's been long enough for you to have a mood. It's been like thousands of minutes. <laughs> it's been some time. Well, we had, in our defense, well, one of us had a, a baby, which should be enough defense, but we tried to record so many times over like my, my maternity leave and all that, but just something always would come up. Either I had a baby that did not want to be put down or like just, we just had such scheduling difficulties trying to, trying to get it back, but we're back. And we're back. And we're back. And it will be worth the wait. I know. <laughs> I can't guarantee that folks, but uh, here's fingers crossed. <laughs> But we have missed being with you, friends, and we're glad <laughs> we are glad to finally be back. We're gonna do some catch up with you and kind of tell you what's been going on in the in the world of, of missions and what's been going on with us. And and we're we're excited to be back with you and um just to have have that time because we we have missed uh missed being with each other. Becca and I, we've been together, but we have not we have not had the opportunity yet to sit down and record. So so we are back and and ready to go. And yes, the the baby, I don't know who would even care about this really, um, but the baby is here and she is delightful and wonderful. And yeah, she was born. Sleeper right, and cute she, and going to one so day far. solve all of the world's great conflict. I, I, I hope so. <laughs> Come on. Is Shelby. that a prophetic word it, that Shelby. you are speaking? <laughs> yeah. So we, we welcomed our third girl, uh, Shelby Lynn. She has my mom's middle name. And, um, which, uh, I always would tease my mom always about Lynn. Cause I, cause to me, it was always such a country sounding name. And I said, anything that you ever put with Lynn sounds like it's so country. And so I would, you know, always tease her about that. And so it's our little special nod to her that she, <laughs> I don't think you can get much more country than Shelby Lynn. So, <laughs> so then like Loretta. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, Loretta. <laughs> That's right. So we are, yeah, we are just enjoying her. My girls are enjoying her and it has been such a fun, um, much more fun experience this time around than I remember it being with the first two. Maybe that's because when that happened last time, I had basically two in diapers and was like wanting to pull my hair out. This has been a definite, uh, different experience for me this time around, which has been, it's been more, uh, relaxing in, in, in a, in a way of, of speaking. And maybe I think just about the third one as a mom, you're just so much more relaxed, you know, <laughs> you don't freak out about every little thing that happens, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the difference between the first and the last child is that yeah. I have mine five years apart, you know, because I kept waiting for my sister-in-law to stop having babies so that I could have another one. And she <laughs> didn't, she just kept having babies. A nerd. So then I was like, you know what? Sorry, Betsy. You're just uh, going to have to have lots of grandbabies. Yep. <laughs> 
worried about my mama. See, because my mama keeps the kids. And I was like, she can't be having three, three in diapers at her house at the same time. So I was trying to wait because I'm that person. <laughs> yeah. so eventually, you just have to say, I'm going to be 49 before I can have another baby. <laughs> well, there you go. Saying, and they're, you know, they're such little wonderful blessings when they come. It makes it all worth it. Like it's, 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 it's amazing. But something that tiny has that much of a, you know, little small wonderful impact on everything and I was really that was my prayer going into having her was just that this time I would be able to just enjoy enjoy her and enjoy those stages because I definitely think with with my older two uh you know it's just you're just in survival mode most days you know there's no like thriving it's just you know you're trying to survive the day to day and have all the things you know taken care of and you know you're just in this in this mode and you know this time around I'm like I just it goes so fast and I think that's what you know and same with yours like as they get older you just realize how quickly the time passes and how you know I think when you're in those toddler years and you're you know in those in that diaper duty you know kind of stage you just think it's going to last forever and then I think when you get out of it you realize oh wow it's it, the time is really short you know it didn't it's feel short, like it at the time <laughs> of the same arguments in different ways like yeah. when they're two and three and four you're trying to get them to keep the bow in their hair and when they're yeah. 11 and 12 you're trying to keep them from wearing black eyeliner yeah. just yeah same really same argument just yep different mode yep that's yep. the thing with parenting it's like I think I think at every stage you're like well this is going to get easier well this is going to get easier but I think it's just that the challenges change with every age group that you're in you know so you're either you're either fighting a toddler meltdown or you know <laughs> or having to have but some other discussions. How the, that each stage puts us in a different place for ministering to others where we are mm -hmm. which is kind of what we're talking about today it's yeah. that idea of of ministry in the mundane and sometimes ministry happens um as you are waiting on the sidelines of the soccer field mm -hmm. and sometimes ministry times ministry happens uh when you are waiting to use the baby changing station at cracker barrel yeah <laughs> yes. you never know where where ministry opportunities are going to pop up and where mm -hmm. missions opportunities are going to pop up yeah i love that and i think you know, we were talking about this earlier, but just the way that just God is with us so much in those mundane moments. And I think especially, you know, not even just in motherhood. I mean, we're talking about that, but there's so many different examples of that, you know, in, in our lives of just feeling like the things that we're doing are, are so small and just like, what, you know, why would this even matter? And, but that they really do make such a big impact. And especially when you're looking at, you know, just the kingdom, making a big impact for the kingdom, you know, um, I think about, I was actually just reminded of this story the other day. It had, um, you know, how Facebook will give you those like timeline memories that'll pop up every now and then. And, uh, a couple of years ago, um, I remember I was actually sitting here in the office and I just, I had a giant checklist of things I had to get done. You know, it was just one of those days where I had to come in and knock out a lot of stuff. And my phone just kept ringing off the hook. And I just thought, I'm never going to get through my, my giant list of to-do things if I have to keep, you know, answering the phone. And so it was about lunchtime. And I thought I was going to knock out these last couple of things. And then I was going to take a little break for lunch. And, um, and I remember my phone rang and I just, I literally, I rolled my eyes. Like I literally rolled my eyes and was just like, oh, like another phone call. And I picked it up and it was sound, um, of an older gentleman's voice and you know he you know was very friendly and just you know we small talked for just a few minutes and uh, you know he gave me his name and he said um you know I, I'm calling because I need uh, I need for you to remove my wife's name off of uh, the mailing list for one of the ministries that we have here 
um, would you, would you take her off the list? And um, I said, well, sure, you know, I'd be glad to do that for you. And then he kind of paused and he said, um, you know, she passed away last month. And so she won't be needing those anymore. And I just remember my heart just, you know, it just, it just broke for him and his voice kind of started to break a little bit. And, you know, we just, we're just having a conversation there. Two strangers, you know, didn't know <laughs> if I saw him on the street, I wouldn't even know what he looked like. Um, but here we are having this, this conversation about, you know, grief and just the goodness of God and just her life. And, um, you know, he was able to share some things with me about her life and just, and then some current struggles, even that him and his family were facing. And so, you know, we were kind of talked, you know, for a few minutes. And then um, I said, well, I said, you know, would you mind if I, if I prayed for you? And he said, oh, I would just love that. And he said something, I actually wrote it down. I have it uh, on my desk because I just didn't want to forget it. And he said, you know, he said something, I believe something really special happens when a woman prays, you know, mm-hmm. and um, he said, I think you can have, you know, uh, 10 men praying. And he said, and one woman praying. And he said, it, and he said, that woman's going to make such a difference, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just the sweetest thing. And so, you know, I prayed with him and then, you know, of course we, you know, said our goodbyes and everything. And, um, but I just thought here I was rolling my eyes at that, that I had to take another phone call in the middle of a busy work day. And I thought, here I was, I'm going to be inconvenienced, you know, and I thought I would have missed that blessing. And actually, when I got off the phone with him, I actually teared up a little bit um, because I think I was just more upset with myself than anything of like, here I was that I had this attitude that what I had a to-do list, you know, and that wasn't on my to-do list. And then it ended up being one of the biggest blessings that I had gotten that day, even that week, you know, of just being able to talk with him and learn about him and his wife and just, um, you know, just being able to pray for him and encourage him. And so it was just a reminder to me of those, those moments sometimes that God lets us have, where it's the opportunity to go, are you going to take this moment and, you know, really be present in it and have it mean something, or do we brush it off, you know, and I was fully wanting to brush it off, you know, and so glad that's such a biblical thing to, because when we think about, and what was it? Genesis, Genesis 12, where, where Abraham entertains the three strangers and yeah. then, you know, the theophany, which is, you know, God, the father, son, and the Holy spirit appearing as, as people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Abraham didn't know that because that was just the culture at the time. Like you drop everything and you yeah. welcome the stranger. And, and I was even saying, and when I was preaching at a church on uh, Sunday, I said, so many of us don't practice hospitality because biblical hospitality is inconvenient and you know and it's not just hospitality Mm -hmm. it is just um any use of time outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. you know any ministry um is inconvenient and it, it and god calls us to this whole different way of looking at things he calls us to to make a shift Mm -hmm. and, and to take that moment to just breathe and say okay how can I be of ministry today mm-hmm. while I am maybe even in the midst of ministry as a job? Yeah. How can I, how can I be the hands and feet of Christ in this moment? Yeah, it was. And, and, and even in that moment for me, it was such a, uh, a stark reminder really of just being, you know, pray every morning, you know, God, I want you to, you know, ordain my day. I want you to make, you know, to, for me to pay attention to the, to the path and the people that I'll come in contact with. And then it, it was a stark reminder to me of like, you better mean it, you know, if you're going to pray it and say it, and then here comes an opportunity, like, and just not knowing even um, that he needed that, you know, that it was, I'm just going to call, you know, having been even on the other end of that, you know, walking 
course with my dad through when we lost my mom, but knowing how, you know, having to make those phone calls and saying, you know, this person has, has died and I need them to take, you know, be taken off this or added to this. And, you know, it's just a lot of those things. And, um, and just being able to, you know, just encourage him. And I think how many of those moments have I missed, you know, because I was so focused on thinking, you know, things were, were, were small at the time or um, that what it, what it was, was not as important as something else, you know? Yeah, and that's one of the things that I think um, teachers stand in such a place of, yeah. um, just a beautiful place of ministry because like with a kindergartner, mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to stop what you're doing and get to the root of why is this kid tearful? Why is this kid, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs today? And sometimes it just means stopping the math lesson or the reading circle time or whatever you're doing. And I have seen that happen again and again, as I was a teacher before I, I came into um, full-time uh, ministry within the church and WMU, you know, my ministry was teaching, but I saw so many teachers doing that. I saw so many mm-hmm. hugs taking place outside of the classroom doors and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, teachers would share the prayer requests for their students. And they were really standing right there in that, in that moment and, and choosing to, to minister, um, you know, and so many things that we don't even realize, like it, so many small things mm-hmm. can just completely up, upend Uh, I used to think it was a child's day, but can upend our own days, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, just having a sibling, you know, a new baby sibling in the home, even though a sister can love that it, Mm -hmm. it takes it, it takes some adjusting and it takes people around them that are sensitive to that to say, I know you wanted to name her princess sparkle, like (laughs) you wanted to name Phoebe. And I know it upsets you that she has the name Phoebe. But um, you know what? You're going to still be a great sister, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, God, God made you her sister. But yeah, yeah that real, real scenario at my house. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and in things in, involved in it, like I think about you know the people who dropped food for you know off for us, or or said, hey, I can't make you a meal, but can I send you like a DoorDash gift card or you know a grocery gift card, or sent things like that may seem like a very small thing, you know, in terms of, of this big thing that's happening, but yet it makes such a big impact because it's, it's so helpful. And we, you know, we do this with, with a lot of things when someone loses someone, when when there's a baby, when there's big, you know, transitions that happen and those things may seem like they're really small and yet they make such a big difference. And, you know, it, it is so encouraging when you are on the receiving end. And then I think you get the blessing of course, of doing it. Um, but I mean, that, that's no small thing to me, you know, that someone takes time out of their day to make you something, to send you something, um, even though it may feel, you know, on the giving side of it, that it's not much. I mean, it, it can be everything, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that's something that um, as we look towards uh, the week of prayer for North American missions, and we think about all the places that, that our North American missionaries are, are um, even in Puerto Rico and in Ontario, Canada, mm-hmm. and and all the places in between. And, and if you are um, not familiar with our resources, you can go to North American Mission Board and get the resources, the prayer guide for these missionaries, and they give you their contact information. How amazing would it be if you contacted one of these missionaries, told them that you were praying for them, and asked them or just sent, emailed them mm-hmm. a gift card 
to a mm-hmm. restaurant for whatever city they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the missionaries was saying um, they were from Iran and they're they're ministering to to Arab people and they were saying it it was just in Iran it was such a normal thing to have people over for coffee or tea mm. and, and here you know it's 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 a lot different to get it's really hard to mm-hmm. get an invitation to someone's house used to be you could just go knock on somebody's door and it was tea time and you knew that they were going to have tea and you were going to be invited and so um you know you think about that you know uh, their names are Amer and Vicky Safadi and they're in Cincinnati what if you contacted them and sent them a gift card to Starbucks mm-hmm. so that they could do the hosting of, of someone um, at Starbucks? Um, just little things like that. When you are in the middle of the of those mundane moments of life, when you it, you can still think about it and think ahead and just make these little little um, I don't know little movements mm-hmm. towards uh, being actively involved in missions. Mm-hmm. I love that. We will link that too in the show notes for, um, for people to be able just to click right on that. You'll be able to read more about them and their ministry. And I, I am like, I have no theological representation on this, but I am, I'm convinced it's the, it's the little moments that really end up making the biggest difference. And I think, listen, we can have these really big God moments where we feel, you know, God is calling us to something very specific, or we have these, you know, really big sort of um, times with God and all of that, you know, definitely is possible and, and can happen. But I often think it's it's those mundane sort of everyday moments, really, that that that's the journey with him, you know, like that him meeting us in those places where we feel like, you know, what would changing diapers and washing bottles and um, or even, you know, just going to work every day and, you know, and showing up to a job that you either love or you don't love or, you know, it's like, you know, just meeting in those every everyday moments where I think that's really the biggest impact, you know, and, and how, how we interact with people around us, how we treat people around us. Um, you know, I mean, just being Even able giving to... people a space to share their stories. I was meeting yeah. um, with a children's minister the other day. And, um, and I knew that the reason that she, you know, wanted to meet is because we were, you know, we were chatting, about, we were going to chat about children's ministry, um, you know, and, and she sat down at the table and I said, well, tell me about yourself. And she said, nobody ever asked that. Mm. Like, it's been so long since I told any part of my story. And, um, and I think so often that's, that's a, a, an incredibly generous way to, um, to interact with your, with your pastor or yeah. your children's minister or youth minister is take that moment sometime to invite them to coffee and say, tell me about you, mm-hmm. you know, because so often they're pouring into others um, that, that you can kind of forget your own story and, and how God led you to the moment that you're in and to mm-hmm. the place you're in. And that's a good reminder. It is. I think, you know, even when we, when we look at, at the life of Jesus and, and we think about really all the moments that probably we would deem a mundane moment, you know, just an everyday mm-hmm. sort of moment. And, you know, the fact that he would, you know, travel, go to people's houses, he would sit with them, he would talk with them, he would eat with them, you know, things that we would probably in our culture today just want to rush through, you know, or, or not even, you know, like yours is, you know, making the effort to even do that um, and schedule those things and all that. And, and to look at the way that he ministered to people and the way that he, you know, was able to heal people and talk with people and, um, 
you know, it's, it's always just a, a reminder, really, I think of what, what we already know, but I think sometimes we just need that reminder that, that those times are just as important, you know, they're holy moments. Yeah. And I used to, I used to, I used to really be in that mindset of, well, I've just got to be out there all the time doing these really big things for the kingdom. If I'm not out there, you know, making this big impact or, um, you know, if we don't, I don't have a lot of followers or this or that, then, you know, the things that I'm doing, the things I'm writing or saying don't hold as equal ground. And that's not, that's not remotely true, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and I think, when we think about the ministries that get the least attention, but are probably doing some of the most good, I think about things like Meals on Wheels. Yeah. You know, they are ministering to the most vulnerable, lonely people. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're involved in that ministry, I just want to say thank you for that because we forget um, that that so important, even in the early um, Israelite culture, as, as they are leaving Egypt in the, in the book of Exodus, God is laying out this plan for them and and sharing the plan that he has for them through Moses. Mm -hmm. And a big part of that plan again and again, they say, he says to take care of the orphans and the widows. Mm -hmm. And, um, we don't do a good job of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that, that that's one of those places that, um, Meals on Wheels bridges the gap and they are taking care of the widows and, and those that are lonely and the most vulnerable so well. And I, we were making cards. Um, my um, children on mission group, I, I, I help lead three different children on missions group, not to say, oh, great, I'm leading the group. But um, I made cards. We made cards for Meals on Wheels people at each one of those. And um, trying to explain to them what Meals on Wheels was and what they did. It was amazing to me how softened the children's hearts were to Mm -hmm. that. When I said, you know, they are very, very lonely. And sometimes they forget that they're loved and not just loved by family because they might not have any family left, but sometimes they forget they're loved by God. And um, I think when we, if we take the time even once a week to say, who may have forgotten that they're loved by God around me? Mm Mm-hmm make an effort to reach out to those people just in that simple way. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's a card. Um, the Meals on Wheels uh, director at for my community, you know, we, we made 106 Meals on Wheels cards, uh, Valentine cards, and 16, no, 12 of those went to people in my little community, mm-hmm. and the rest went to Harnett County, and um, my Meals on Wheels director emailed me later, and I was telling you this and and she said it meant so much to one of those participants the Mills on Wheels recipients that he framed one of the the card that he mm-hmm. got because the card simply said you are loved you know and yeah. it, it's such a we forget that sometimes um that just that simple fact mm-hmm. needs to be uh needs to be reminded of to, to so many people yeah and I mean, and it reminds me a lot of red boxes, which we talked about, you know, on a, um, I think it was the episode before this last one that came out, um, you know, where we talked about that ministry and, and just the fact that you've got a state that is, you know, just, just collecting hygiene items, but what it turns into and the impact that it makes for the women who, yes. who receive it. Um, and I know we've got a, a lot of them hanging up here in the office, but I know you get a lot of responses back from the women that receive these boxes. And, um, 
share a little bit about that in terms of just some of the responses that you've, that you've gotten. Cause I mean, I've read through some of them and they're so powerful and you think they get a box, you know, they get, we're, we're, we're sending out this red box full of, you know, personal hygiene items to, you know, women who are incarcerated throughout our state, but the impact of that one box, you know? Oh yeah. Well, so many of them, I wish I had one to just pull out and, and share with you right this moment. Um, but I remember one that I shared last year was this lady kind of going through her day and she had had a really terrible morning and like basically she wanted to throw hands you know like she was like (laughs) people were just you know on my last nerve Mm -hmm. and then the red boxes came and she said what was so she said I know that that these brand name brand products are a blessing they are a blessing but what blessed me even more is that somebody is thinking about me outside of these prison walls Mm. and she said not just today and in this moment but people took the time to think of me and put this together like I was thought about several times in the process yeah and um I just I just love that idea that that they realized um, that it was socks and it was, it was chapstick and gum and, uh, and toiletries, but it was also uh, the process that people uh, take the time to, to do. And, um, what I thought was pretty amazing was that this year we did two prisons, uh, in the past we've done, uh, just central prison in Raleigh. And this year we, uh, went to Anson prison as well. And so we, we doubled our um, mm-hmm. basically needed items. And we were a little freaked out because uh, we thought the ladies were just still give, di- didn't realize and mm-hmm. that they were still giving for, for just one prison. And we had our online sign up and not all of our things got signed up for. And we had to buy a, f- a few other things to make sure that we got our numbers up to where they needed to be. And mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it was a big process. Um, but in the end, we realized that so many of the, the churches and the leaders over red boxes, um, didn't sign up online. They just brought it in. They mm-hmm. just sent it in. And we ended up with so many extra things, um, that went to, um, women who had, have been abused to, to ministries for women who have been abused, who went to, that went to social services programs yeah. across North Carolina that went to homeless shelters, like the, the ministry had such a much farther reach than it, it would have if we had had the exact numbers that we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just, it was just such a, a effort in seeing uh, a lesson in seeing that God knows, uh, abundantly more than we do. (laughs) And he was preparing these things ahead of time, um, for, for these other ministries that needed, needed a blessing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so impactful. It's so impactful. And it just, it never ceases to amaze me that, you know, it's same thing stands for a lot of, of ministry work that we do. And I know so many, even that if you that are listening, have your own stories and things that have, that have happened that you can attest to of the ways that, you know, we had planned it a certain way, or we had it worked out a certain way. And then, you know, and God just comes through with a different, a different plan and orchestrates it all to come together. And it's, it's always, you know, just an amazing thing. And, and, you know, I was thinking about too, um, while you were talking, I was thinking about how, how much joy comes from doing things like this and being involved. And and of course, everybody listening has a different, you know, different version of what this might look like in your own life. 
Um, but I was thinking too about how a lot of times, especially when we have these sort of everyday activities, sometimes we don't have joy in that, you know, like sometimes <laughs> what are you talking about? I am, I am like a little chirping, joyful bird all the time in what I'm doing. I don't understand. Well, those of us that may not be, <laughs> no, I do. I mean, a joyful bird, you know, What? maybe like, maybe like 72% of the time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But you, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there are just times when we're just like, oh, like, I don't want to pack another school lunch. Like I, or I don't want to organize another ministry. I don't want to pack a school lunch (laughs) period and ever school lunch. School lunch is just the devil. I just tell you, Uh, I know I hate, I hate when I, I I'll look on the calendar. I'll look ahead to things. I know, you know, that they're going to like or not like, and I'm like, okay, let's see how many we're we're packing this week. And um, yeah, it's, it's, and I think that's, that can be the case in a lot of things. I know, you know, we are like that a lot in, in different stages of our life and different things where it's like, you know, as, as much, and I, you know, it's like, it's like when, when you're sort of newly in that baby stage and especially, or you're in the toddler stage and, you know, people would come up, they're so well-intentioned, you know, people will come up and say, um, you know, you just, you just enjoy this season because it's going to be gone <laughs> just like that. And you're thinking, I've got a screaming kid on my leg in the grocery store. And I, you're telling me to enjoy this, you know? And I just remember every time I just be like, oh my gosh, you know, getting a little bit further down the line, I, you know, I totally see the intention behind it, but it makes me think of, of those times when, when we are struggling to see joy in what we're doing. And we're struggling at, you know, in, in our season of life, whether that's motherhood, whether it's, you know, with grown kids or, or single or whatever it is where we're just struggling to, to find the joy in, in what we're doing. And, you know, I know that that's, that's something that a lot of us can relate to and, and just looking at, you know, how does God use that season? Those, those times in our lives where, you know, I am, you know, frustrated with things that are happening or even, um, you know, at times even we can get resentful about some of the things that we have to do mm-hmm. or, um, or even some of our, you know, ministry responsibilities and things like how do we maintain and keep or bring back that joy, you know? Yes. Yes. And, you know, um, sometimes it is like it, 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 Paul, Paul says in, in Romans, he's like, you know, take joy, take Joy mm-hmm. and hope, and be uh, patient, patient and affliction, and, affliction <laughs> and all these yeah. things. And then after all that, he's he's like, and oh yeah, I want you to, you know, after basically the world is spit in your eye, I want you to go out and help somebody else, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that is so intentional because it reorients ourselves when we reach mm-hmm. out beyond ourselves. It reorient reorients our lives with instead of us being north that that Christ is true north in our lives when yeah. we are reaching out to others and like I think one of the things that was shared at Mops one time this mom was saying you know that she was in Target and you know she she had she heard a crying baby and a crying toddler at the same time. And then this mom was walking around and, you know, trying to mm-hmm. get her shopping done. You knew she had to do this. It's probably the only time she got out in the week outside mm-hmm. of her home. <laughs> She's like most parents of little ones. And, um, you know, it was like the world was falling apart around her. And, and, mm-hmm. um, so this, this, this mom walked up to her and she said, I know you don't know me, but how can I help? You know, <laughs> can mm-hmm. I hold a baby? Can I, can mm-hmm. I get, 
can I get a snack? What can I do to help? <laughs> you yes. know, and just yes. those little offerings of, of solidarity. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think about that. I think about that often about, you know, instead of, um, and, the, and we're using the example of, of, you know, parenting, but you really could apply this in any sort of context, but, you know, instead of, instead of turning and, and going, oh my gosh, like, you know, what's happened over there? Um, you know, but, but looking at, and having that different perspective, you know, and I, perspective is everything, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it takes a shift in our mindset. I think a lot of times, um, which I do, I think I have, I, I have, I mean, I prayed for it this time around, um, so specifically with Shelby, because I felt like I needed a parenting, you know, mindset shift, you know, really in a lot of ways, because, um, you know, when, when my other, you know, two were, were younger, I mean, it was just like, oh my gosh, can we just get through the day? And it was, I didn't want to be like that. You know, I wanted to really find joy in, in those moments. Um, and I, you know, I think you and I've talked about this before on earlier podcasts, you know, I definitely did not really view that time as a mission field. You know, it was just sort of like, um, let me get through the day today, you know, and looking back, you know, I wish I would have had more of that mindset of taking, um, of really, you know, taking joy. And, and I think, I think a lot of times we mistake joy for happiness. Like, you know, we equate the two to be the same thing, you know, like I've got to be happy all the time. And that means I'm joyful. And I think, I think joy comes from such a deeper place of being in relationship with the Holy spirit of just, you know, of just comes from an acknowledgement of the the Holy spirit is with us Yes, and, and and abides with us no matter what, and that no matter if we're happy or sad, we can be full Mm -hmm. of joy knowing that we're not alone. Yeah, for sure. And, and that, that brings up a great point. I, you know, I think a lot of times with things, we just want to know we're not alone in it, you know? So whatever, you know, season that is, it's always just, I think, helpful to have that reminder. And I think reaching out to people and, and, you know, doing things like even just sending a encouraging text or paying for someone's, you know, food that's ahead of you in the, uh, behind you in the drive-thru or whatever. It's just, uh, it's just an acknowledgement of like, you know, you know, life can be tough and hard and seasons can be very difficult to walk through. I hope this just small thing makes it a little bit better, you know? Yeah. And another ministry that a lot of people, um, never get to experience and, uh, and I guess a lot of us are from, from big churches where um, maybe you don't get to know your church community because your church is not necessarily in your community, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are in a situation where you know your, your, the people in your church uh, pretty well and you know the senior citizens in your church, um, you know, it's such a, um, I don't know, it's, it's such a, huge thing in their lives when they're not able to drive for themselves anymore it takes away mm-hmm. such a yeah yeah and for the, a lot of them it takes away their sense of self and hope even mm-hmm. though you would think you know such a simple thing like driving a car would mean so much it it, it does yeah um and just remembering to include them in the things that are happening like i'm thinking about in the days to come we've got a lot of holidays like easter coming up and there's going to be Easter egg hunts happening all over the place. And if you, if there's someone in your community that's a shut-in that that can't mm-hmm. drive for themselves, just inviting them to go to the kids' Easter egg hunt and and saying I'll come pick you up, uh, letting them feel such like a part of that, and just being around yeah. the kids is such a ministry to them. Even mm-hmm. if they can't help, you might even say, you know, can you? count the kids for me or do something, you know, mm-hmm. give them a small job, um, 
I gave I gave a one of the little ladies in my church. Uh, I gave her the job of making the goodie bags for mm-hmm. a children's activity for me once, and that was such a big deal to her. She probably called me four or five times mm-hmm. to make sure that she was getting it right because. Yeah she had such a sense of purpose in doing that. And she was Mm -hmm. so intent on making it just like what I wanted it to be. And um, just to, just the joy that it also Mm -hmm. brought her to be a part of the the ministry of the church, even though she couldn't always be in the church. Yeah. It may, it makes a huge difference. And I think that that's it. It's, it's, it's just showing up in your everyday life and knowing and trusting for God to give you those opportunities and those ways just to, to love on people. And that there are times when, you know, you're the person who will get loved on, you know, it's, it's, it's that it goes both ways sometimes. And um, I think that that is super important. That's that. And that's such a great, that's such a great thing um, to look at. And it's, it's like you said earlier, it's often things that we sort of gloss over or we forget or we know, but then we think, well, I'll take time and do it another time. And then another time just never seems to quite, you know, come around and it's such an important thing, you know, and mm-hmm. I think it's, it, it just goes back to that, that mindset shift of looking at, looking for that joy in, in what we're, we're doing in the moment and knowing that it's important and that everybody matters because everybody matters to God, you know, yeah. and, and looking at those relationships and, and how we can, you know, just do small things around us every single day. And I think we, we know this, but I think just sometimes we just yeah. need that that reminder and encouragement asking yourself what is somebody going through that I've that I've been through yes like and it's not even like a terrible thing but like think Mm -hmm. about Amanda you think about yourself yeah uh, on maternity leave I I can think like what what did I need when I was Mm -hmm. on maternity leave what did I need as a new mom Mm -hmm. with a husband that was a coach and another little one at home what did I need And what I needed was for somebody to come in and say, can I hold the baby while you go take a shower? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know, things like that, you know, that are simple things like you would enjoy holding the baby, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for a mom, that's a, that can be a a godsend because I remember, um, what with Josie, I went through a really big struggle with postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I was, I was even in it. And I remember thinking, what if, and, you know, this, this goes back to focus on the, um, on mental health, um, which is so neglected in our country. I remember thinking, what if, and, and this was when I was, I was driving my car by myself, of course, what if I just drove into that tree, not hard enough for it to kill me, but mm-hmm. <laughs> hard enough that I would get to go to the hospital and nobody would ask me to do anything. You know, I was in that situation of overwhelm. And, yeah. and I think so many young moms are in situations of overwhelm, but also teenage moms are in situations of overwhelm. If you're mm-hmm. a mom of a teenage, of a teenager, you know, ask yourself who else is in this situation? How can I help? How can mm-hmm. we, how can we be together and, and do this life together and minister together yeah. um, in this time? That is, that's hard. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just that acknowledgement is all we need for somebody else that has either been through it and is down the road a little bit, you know, from it or, or that's in it, you know, in the same time that we are, um, where it's just that acknowledgement of, you know, yeah, that, you know, me too. I've, I've had that, you know, that same experience or similar experience. Um, those are the things that, that bond us and, um, 
and you know those are often things that the enemy would would rather keep us separate from and and not to have conversations or not to you know just even acknowledge sometimes um you know those times where it, it is difficult and hard and to have those hard conversations where you think things are not okay. You know, I want to be okay, but I'm, I'm not. And, and, to, and to reach out and have those, you know, that it's so, so important um, just to have, I think, that acknowledgement of, of someone else. And that can be such a small, a small thing that makes such a big impact. You know, my husband has um, Bible study at our home on Thursday nights. And um, I used to teach the daughter of one of the guys that goes there, she was, you know, in my children's program at church and now she's a freshman in college. And, you know, I was just asking how she was doing and he was kind of giving me the, the situation and, you know, some of it was good and some of it was not so good. And, mm-hmm. and he just, he just looked at me, he goes, could you give her a call? And I was like, no, I would love to give her a call. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. you know, if you're a Sunday school teacher or, or a children's church teacher or something like that, and you've got kids who've moved on from your program or teenagers, or college students, give them a call. They would yeah. love to hear from you. Yes. And yeah. sometimes that's that reorientation that they need, that reminder that they came from something different and that they have a different light to live into, you know? Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, that that is, I think that's it in a nutshell. It's, it's just, you know, don't second guess yourself. I feel like, um, I think a lot of times we do that when somebody puts, you know, the Lord will put somebody on our hearts and you know, and we're hesitant to reach out or hesitant to, you know, just to, to check in to say, you know, do you need something? Can I send something? Can we talk? And mm-hmm. I think trust, trust that he's put that person, that situation, that, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, for, for a reason, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I've done that before and I think, well, I'm just making that up in my head or I'm crazy, you know, I, or, you know, whatever. And it's like, and then when I followed through, it's like, oh no, like, you know, mm-hmm. God had a very intentional purpose behind that and, and, and used, you know, wants to use you as an instrument to be able to just to encourage people, you know, to minister yeah. to them in whatever way that they need at the time, you know? And that's one of the things that I shared, you know, as we're talking about this, this idea in the everyday moments, in the mundane mm-hmm. moments, um, to kind of look beyond the moment, you know, that's the name of the, the podcast. Um, but one of the things that I shared at mom camp, was uh, just the practice of mindfulness, not let, not, not that this is like some kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. weird out there kind of thing. But one of the things that I, that I asked them to do, you know, is something as simple as washing your hands to notice what you're doing in the moment, notice how the water feels on your hands. And as you put the soap on your hands and you smell the soap and you feel the water, take a moment to thank God for the living water, mm-hmm. but then also pray for someone who doesn't know Christ as the yeah. living water, yeah. you know, just taking, or, or even in the case of like just the every minute day moments too, making the time that you wash your hands, those few seconds that it takes a moment to pray for someone, mm-hmm. you know, just like that for when you begin to allow that to be like, uh, I don't know, you know, it's like Pavlov's dog, you hear the water and you start to pray, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Or yeah. someone or, or for a need um, that you know of or pray for your own children. You know, mm-hmm. um, when yes. we when we get to that place, uh, that's a that's a sweet spot ministry, mm-hmm. I think. It's 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 intentionality, you know, I mean, and that that is what drives so much, I think, of just even in our relationship with the Lord is just 
is being is being intentional, you know, being in tune, being, um, you know, just in in relationship with him and and then with with others, you know, and it makes me uh, it makes me want to we don't do this often, but it makes me want to I want to initiate a challenge, you know, for everybody that's listening just over the next week or two pay attention to what's happening around you and watch for those moments that you may think are sort of these everyday, just run of the meal moments. Um, watch for opportunities, pray for God to open doors in those opportunities. It could be something as simple as just paying for somebody's order behind you or, um, you know, or, you know, like you were saying earlier, asking, you know, someone to coffee that you haven't seen in a while, or, you know, what, whatever, you know, when you're at the sink, washing baby bottles and changing diapers for the umpteenth time, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that day to watch in those moments for an opportunity to really see God's presence, to see, to see those opportunities from him. Um, and it's, it's not a, you know, we don't intend for this, you know, to be a cliche thing of just looking for ways to be on mission with him every day, but because, but that's what we are, you know, that's what, what's what we are called to do in so many ways. It's just looking for those moments. Um, you know, they, you know, we may have some big moments, you know, with God, we, you know, I hope that I have a lot of big moments with God in my life, but I also hope that I, I pay attention in the really, really small ones, you know, and, mm-hmm. and pay attention to the ways that he's shown up and the people that he's, you know, put in my life to minister to me in certain ways and encourage me. And then, and then in return for me to do that with others, you know, isn't it like the parable of the talents that yes. when you're faithful in the small things, he mm-hmm. will give us the bigger things. Yes. Um, yep. Yep. And I think so, that so many people are are waiting for God to send that big thing or send yep. them their, you know, quote unquote ministry when God is sending us little things every day that we need to prove ourselves mm-hmm. faithful in. I think that that is so it. And, you know, just even as we wrap up this discussion, that that's what it reminds me of is I, I think we spend so much time waiting on God to do these big things in our lives. You know, we, we spend a lot of time waiting and, you know, I think, and then I think we get afraid that we're going to miss it. We're going to miss out on that, you know, big assignment that he's going to, you know, have for us, or, you know, this big part of our calling and, you know, just give it to me, Lord, give it to me, give it to me. And, and not knowing that maybe perhaps the answer comes in a lot of small moments, a lot of time with him in prayer, a lot of, you know, of prayer surrounding really small everyday, you know, moments and that's where he's showing us the way to go, the direction to go, the, the things that lead up, you know, to those bigger assignments. And, you know, just, I think there are seasons, I know you probably have this too. There are seasons where I can now look back and see and go, well, I see what you did there, God. I didn't see it in the moment. I didn't see it at the time. I maybe probably knowing me didn't even find joy in it. <laughs> in the moment or want to do it. But looking back, I see, I see what you did. I see, you know, now how you were working and, and having that perspective and mind shift that um, all of those mundane moments matter to him, you know, and are not mundane in the slightest bit to God, you know, well, they all add up, right? Yeah. Your life is made up of a thousand little moments and you give those moments to Jesus. You've given a whole lot of your time in service to the Mm -hmm. Lord Mm -hmm. in just a, a thousand little ways. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Well, friends, listen, um, we're back. We're excited to be back. We are, um, we'll be talking more in, in upcoming episodes. We've got some exciting and fun things um, planned out. Um, but look, that's what our challenge is for you coming up. Look for those 
mundane moments that you think are mundane and, and look and see the ways that God is, is working and moving. And um, yeah, I just, I, I think when we open our eyes to it, we're going to, we, we, we're going to see a lot of blessing come from those things that we, you know, just thought were, were small moments, you know? We'll have more stories from Loretta Lynn and Princess. <laughs> Please do look forward to more stories about Loretta. Listen, if Loretta, Dolly, Reba, we, we can just get them. <laughs> we can just go down That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on this episode, uh, friends. And we will see you. Um, we'll see you next time.